All right, what's up, everybody? Wes Goldberg here from Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. However you might be tuning in, YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, going solo here, uh, co-host David Ramil, uh, not on the show with me today, but we're going to do a quick one here on a Saturday morning after the Miami Heat uh, lose kind of by choice to the Washington Wizards on Friday night, ending the drama, ending the suspense, ending any kind of mystery uh, that we had in terms of where the Miami Heat were going to end up and who they were going to play in the play-in tournament. So all of it is set. The Miami Heat will be uh, playing the Atlanta Hawks Tuesday night at Kaseya Center, which is the new Miami Heat arena, for those who are not keeping up on the naming rights deals. Uh, that's happening Tuesday night. Heat Hawks, 7-seed, 8-seed, win, get into the playoffs. You're the 7-seed. The question here is, did the Heat do the right thing by basically giving up on their race for the 6-seed? After beating the 76ers on Thursday night, uh, the Nets, uh, they lost at the same time and so, or, or the night before, and that kept Miami's hopes of maybe getting that sixth seed alive. If they won their final two games and the Nets dropped their last two games, then the Heat were going to get the number six seed. Instead, Miami rests basically all their key players. No Kyle Lowry against the uh, Wizards Friday night. No Jimmy Butler. No Bam Adebayo. No Tyler Hero. Uh, so you're you're resting all of your main guys and waving the white flag against a Wizards team that is already eliminated from the playoffs. They're resting a bunch of their dudes too. No Bradley Beal, no Kyle Kuzma, no Kristaps Porzingis, like none of those guys for them. Um, but they just went in there and just gave up. Okay, that's what they did. Now, we'll get into the reason why they did it, but I thought it was interesting that they did it. Coming off of that kind of feel-good statement win against the 76ers, you come into that game on a three-game win streak, you think, well, maybe you'd be able to ride that momentum. Hey, you're on a three-game win streak. Like, this is the first three-game win streak that you've had in basically two months. Like, why would you just sort of give it up? Well, let's get to that, all right? I think the Heat made the right decision. I thought this was a calculated decision. Um, I thought it was the smart one. I thought it was, it kind of did away with any of those false hopes. Um, it was just a realistic, pragmatic thing to do. Would it have been cool to see them? gun it out, go all the way for the sixth seed, and then just kind of miraculously slip your way into the playoffs and escape the playing tournament altogether? For sure. Absolutely. But it just wasn't realistic, okay? And, and Eric Spolstra basically, at the end of the, uh, after the game, explained his decision-making, saying, you know, this, this is our quote, this is our reality, and you have to embrace that. And he kind of goes on. He says, if you go back to training camp, this was not going to be where we thought we were going to be. Um, you know, kind of going into the season where we thought we would be at the end of the season. But then he said, quote, that is totally irrelevant, end quote. And that is a pragmatic thing to say. It's a realistic thing to say. Spolster is looking at this team and saying, you know what? All The, the odds are that the, the Nets, as long as they won one of these games, and if Miami lost one of these games, it was over. But as, as long as the Nets won one of their final two games, it didn't really matter what the Heat did. So understanding that, you know, you're not in control of your own destiny, understanding that you can't, control whether or not the Nets are... And, and by the way, you look at the injury report and you see, well, the Nets are playing the Magic tonight. The Magic are resting all their guys. No Paolo Bencaro, no Franz Wagner, no Wendell Carter Jr., no Markel Fultz. Like, all their... No Gary... They literally rested all their starters. So you're like, all right, the Nets are probably going to win that game. That's exactly what happened. The Nets won. They blew out the Magic, 101-84. to So even if the Heat would have came out and wiped the floor with the Wizards, it would not have mattered... The Nets would have won, and then we would have known the same thing. The difference is you would not have gotten the rest, and you might have risked injury, and that's what all of this comes down to. 
and this is why I think it was the right decision. This is the healthiest the Miami Heat have been. All season. All season. It kind of snuck up on us. It kind of came out of nowhere. But the Heat are really healthy. The only guy on the roster who's not playing is Nikola Jovic right now with that back thing that's been bothering him all year. That is it. Everybody else is healthy. Jimmy Butler looks great. Bam Adebayo looks good. Kyle Lowry is as refreshed as he was from the beginning of the season when he had that nice little run that he was on in, in November. Tyler Hero looks good. Caleb Martin looks good. Everybody is healthy. Zeller's back from the broken nose. Everybody is healthy. And you can't take that for granted with this team, right? I've said this a lot with this group. It, you, you could blame losses and, all, and a disappointing season on injuries, but when you build a small, aging roster, injuries are part of that. They're going to come with that. It's an inherent trait of this group. This is an injury-prone team. And so it's not luck. It's just what you did. It's what you built. You built an injury-prone team, and injury-prone teams get injured. Well, <laughs> they're not injured right now. And you can't take that for granted. You can't say, with two games up in the season, well, we're not injured right now. Let's play this last. Like, who knows what can happen? Jimmy Butler can sprain an ankle, something like that. Like, there is, so there, there was an understanding that, okay, we're as healthiest as we've been all year long. Let's not risk it. Let's make the priority not getting the number six seed because we don't think that's realistic in the first place. And they were right based on the results of Friday night happening in Brooklyn. We don't think that getting the six seed is realistic anyway, so what are we really playing for? What do these last two games mean? Our priority should be health. Here's Spolstra's quote. All things considered, this is the best place our health has been all season long, and it couldn't happen at a better time. We feel good about that. The last couple of weeks, we, we also had a couple of days in between several of our games. That has really helped our guys, and that's where we are. Speaking of days off, by resting Jimmy and Tyler and Kyle and Bam and all these guys, and presumably... They're going to rest those guys Sunday against the Magic for the for the season closer. Maybe they start Udonis Haslam for his last regular season game. That'd be kind of cool. Anyway, that's a side note. If you're going to rest these guys, then that you're going to get four full days off. Four full days off between the last time they played Thursday night in Philadelphia and the play-in game Tuesday night. Four full days off for this team is not a joke. When you think about what this team needs, health and and rest is paramount. I mean, think about last year and in the bubble. The thing that has caught up with this team every year in the postseason is health. What happens in the Eastern Conference Finals if Tyler Hero is healthy, if Kyle Lowry is healthy? Jimmy Butler almost dragged that team out of the Eastern Conference Finals and he didn't play a game and a half of the Eastern Conference Finals. If everybody is healthy, who knows what happens? In the bubble, no Bam, no Goran Dragic. In the NBA Finals against the Lakers, what happens in the finals if they have their other two guys next to Jimmy? It's always been health with this group. It's always been health with this group. And weirdly, you're in a position now. Last year, you you got out of the playing tournament, uh, or you, you did not have to do the playing tournament, so you got that week off going into the playoffs, and that was helpful. Um, but your guys were still hurt kind of going into it. Lowry was dealing with an injury. Tyler was dealing with an injury. Like, those guys were hurt going... Tyler's not hurt right now. Kyle Lowry is not hurt right now. And so you're and, and yeah, you do have to play one game at the, at at the least because of this playing tournament. But you're able to get four full days off and then if you take care of business Tuesday night, that's another 3 3 and a half days before the playoffs start April 15th. 
So you're going to have as much health as you can. Just <laughs> as long as everybody gets to that first play-in game healthy and you win that game. So that's the other thing. So you're healthy and you want to hold on to that health. So that also makes taking care of business on Tuesday that much more important. And that's sort of the other benefit of sort of just dropping this game is now you know who your opponent is. Four days in advance, you know that you're playing the Atlanta Hawks. There's value into dropping the mystery. The chase and the suspense and the drama, it was fun. It would have been cool, like I said, to maybe see the heat go for it until the very end and maybe escape. It was never realistic. And there's value in knowing who it is that you're going to play in this win or take win and take all scenario, right? There's a lot of value in that. Now you know you're playing the Atlanta Hawks. 7 or 7.30, Tuesday night, TNT, Kaseya Center. You know that. You're 3-1 and one against the Hawks this year. You know that. You wiped the floor with them in the playoffs last year. You know that. Atlanta 6-4 and four in their last 10. That looks pretty good. I have not been that impressed with the Atlanta Hawks. They're starting to figure some stuff out under Quinn Snyder, but I haven't been that impressed with what they've been doing lately, even though they are 6-4 and four in their last 10. They're a talented roster, though, and that's what I keep going back to. You still have Trey Young. There's still DeJounte Murray. John Collins has had really big games against the Miami Heat. There's a lot. Onyeka Kongu is playing really well in his limited minutes off the bat. There's Clint Capella can give them problems. There's talent on that group, man. Boy, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Like, there is so much talent there. That is a talented group, man. And so I don't think it's going to be a walkover despite the history. Despite the fact that this feels sort of like a transition year for the Hawks, kind of switching your coach mid-year and all that kind of stuff. They're really talented. And in one game, anything can happen. Ask the Clippers last year, man. They went into the playing tournament. They lost both games. So here's how the playing tournament works. I probably should have gotten to this earlier, but for those who don't know, because this is the first time the Heat have ever been in it, uh, the Heat, the number seven seed, will play the number eight seed in the first game. The eight seed is the Atlanta Hawks, as we already covered. So the seven eight game, winner of that gets the number seven seed. The loser of the seven eight game plays the winner of the nine ten game. The winner of the nine ten game, and the winner of that scenario, right? The loser of the seven eight game versus the winner of the nine ten game. Whoever wins that second game that week moves on to the playoffs, advances to the number eight seed, all right? So the value in being the number seven seed or really number eight seed is two chances to win one. And in Miami's case, being the number seven seed, that first game is played at home. So the Heat should take care of business. The Heat are better than the Atlanta Hawks, okay? If they for some reason lose to the Atlanta Hawks, they're better than the Raptors and they're better than the Bulls. They should take care of business there too. But maybe it doesn't happen. Like I said, the Clippers thought that they would get they would be in the playoffs. They lost both their playing games last year. They did not make the playoffs. So anything can happen. It's one game, maybe two games. Nothing's a guarantee. But um, I do think, all things considered, it was the risk that made the most sense. Because if you want to prioritize health and understanding that making the number six seed was never really a realistic outcome, I love a scenario for this Miami team where you get a feel-good statement win over the Philadelphia 76ers, over Joel Embiid, James Harden, that whole group. You get a, a huge win over them. Jimmy Butler plays out of his mind. Tyler Hero plays great. We're giving credit cookies all over. Credit cookies galore, okay? Everybody's feeling good. You've won three straight games. You're shooting 37% in your last 15. You're feeling great. You're feeling great. You're not going to go into the play-in with a tech, like technically on a win streak because obviously you lost against the Wizards. I haven't even mentioned the score, 114 to 108 last night. It doesn't, doesn't matter, but I don't know. The, the, the journalist in me kind of feels like it's an important detail. Whatever. 
you take care of business in that way, you're feeling good. You are on a three-game win streak for all intents and purposes entering the playoffs, entering the playing tournament. You are because these games don't matter. You're not playing your guys. The guys who play, the starters, are on a three-game win streak going into the playoffs. They're feeling great. They are healthy. They are refreshed. Everybody is feeling good going into the play-in. And for that, look, you're not the number one seed like you were last year, right? But in some way, you're kind of in a better spot because you're healthy in a way that you weren't last year. And for this team, health has always been more important than anything else. Thanks again for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. It was fun to give you a Saturday morning episode here. Uh, Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube. Follow us um, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, a bit of news if you missed it on the uh, social media machine. Uh, I have recently taken up uh, the position as editor-in-chief over at allyoucanheat.com, a Miami Heat website. Really excited to be building a great team over there and be giving you awesome written content in addition to this great podcast. So um, check out allyoucanheat.com. Follow us on uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook. We have a Facebook thing going on over there. Um, And I would really appreciate if you headed over to that website and just checked out what was going on and follow along. Anyway, thanks again. Have a great weekend. Happy Easter. Happy Passover to all who celebrate. um, And we'll see you here Sunday afternoon after the Orlando Magic game.